Thank you so much. He always gets you to do that, and yet he knows that just uh, <laughs> it's difficult. But praise God. So good to be in the house of God. How many believe that God can speak right here today? Oh, yeah. It's not because of John King. It's because of the presence of Holy Spirit in this place. Uh, it is also always an awesome privilege for me to uh, still be invited to speak at Riverside. And uh, I counted my church home. And, uh, you know, I preach around a little bit in different places. And, um, but there's no place like home. And uh, I thank you again, Pastor Michael, uh, for this invite to share with you on this wonderful Christmas series called Unto Us. And um, the passage that um, he mentioned and that we're going to is in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Uh, but I, I just want you to believe right now that God is going to speak right into your heart. You may not have come expecting God to do that. You may not have come thinking that anything special would happen for you today. But the fact is that God knew you were coming. And uh, he knows exactly what he wants to say to you. And he knows exactly the direction he wants to lead you. And um, I believe that you leave here thanking God that you were in his presence. You may forget the name of the speaker. That doesn't matter. The fact is that God is in this place and he has taken the time to speak into your life this morning and to tell you how much he loves you and how much he wants for you to have a remarkable future. And so Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, this passage was written by the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was born. Remarkably, this book, the book of Isaiah, um, it not only tells of the birth of Christ, it goes on to prophesy in other parts about his life while he would be on earth. It prophesies about his death and his resurrection, and yet written, written 700 years previous. Uh, it is a remarkable prophetic word, one of the most amazing prophetic words in the Old Testament. That's why you never want to listen to anyone who says to you, I don't need, you don't need the Old Testament. I want to tell you, you won't fully understand the New Testament unless you read the Old Testament. You'll never see the glory of the New Testament unless you see the misery of the time and the period before Jesus. And, um, and you need to balance the both out. It's very important. So our scripture this morning, Isaiah 9, 6, it focuses in right on the coming of Jesus to earth. Uh, one of the most amazing prophecies about the birth of Jesus in the Old Testament. I'll read it to you. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It is a very significant scripture. 
And this morning, we're going to be looking at the phrase, wonderful counselor. But before we get there, let me just uh, zone in on something that really stood out to me as I read this scripture again. Uh, I've read it so many times over the years of my life, and yet uh, the scripture's like that. It can speak to you even though you've read it many times. Notice the phrase that Isaiah points out to you. He says, a child is born, but then he goes on to say, a son is given. And uh, I wondered why he was repeating himself. Why did he say it twice? Uh, after all, it appears to be essentially the same thing. A child is born, a son is given. But you know, nothing happens by chance with prophetic words in the scripture. And the two are not the same. A child being born, the son given, is not talking about the same thing here. No, on the first Christmas, about 2,000 plus years ago, the child Jesus was born, but the son was pre-existent. In other words, Jesus existed before his birth. He is the Son of God. And so what has been point pointed out here is that Jesus was both human and divine. He was, he was the son of Mary, born into that stable, born to that lady, but he was a gift from God. He was the Son of God, or God in the flesh, Emmanuel. That's what that word means, God with us. And so Isaiah was saying, I want you to understand what's happening here. A child may be given to a lady, but it's a son that is given to you by God who will be the savior of the world. Remarkable scripture. God's son from heaven was born to be a child here on earth, uh, but uh, the express purpose, the main purpose of his coming was to reach lost mankind. He said, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so he come to bring back a union between mankind and God that had been broken by sin. And so the wonderful counselor that we're going to begin with today is so filled with meaning, the words are so filled with meaning, a counselor, uh, you know, in the natural sense is one who gives advice, one who can lead you, and one who can defend you as well, can defend you against anything that's coming against you in the natural. And now, I know with me you'll agree that we have to be careful about the counselors that we choose as far as natural counselors are concerned. You know, the story was told about two down-and-out guys that were sitting on a park bench, and, and one of them said to the other, he says, I am a man who never took advice from anybody. And the other guy looked at him and he said, shake my hand, old buddy, for I am a man who took advice from everybody. You see, the fact is there are people who say, no one's going to give me advice. No one's going to tell me how to live my life. No one's going to direct my life. No one's going to speak into my life. 
And then there are others who say, I'm going to listen to anybody who wants to say anything to me. And there are some people who they'll listen to counsel, but then they leave you and go and listen to somebody else because they are looking for someone that will tell them what they want to hear more than what they need to hear. So how many know you've got to be careful when you are choosing who's going to be a counselor, someone that's going to speak into your life? You need to be prepared for the fact a real counselor will tell you what you need to know and not what you want to know and will give you clear direction. But the fact is, what I want to see today is the difference between earthly counselors and the wonderful counselors. Now, we have people who attend this church who are counselors by profession. Uh, they are Christian counselors, and I, I don't want to demean what they are doing. And so, right at the outset, I want to say, I'm not looking to put down earthly counselors, but what I'm trying to do is to tell you that there is one who is a superior counselor. There is one who can never be outmatched. There is one who can never be measured up to. His name is Jesus, and he is the wonderful counselor. Oh, and, and he is here today. He's here today seeking to speak to every one of you. So let's, uh, if you will, contrast the effect, uh, the effort of earthly counselors compared to this wonderful counselor, the divine counselor. Um, the fact is today, as we are in this place, uh, there is this need for someone in this place, some in this place, to understand that God is here today, Jesus is here, and he is wanting you to see that there is a divine counselor that can speak into your life and transform your life and take you in a direction that you've never been before, or let me just say this, or a direction that you have left once you followed him, once you listened to everything he said and did everything he said, now you are maybe gone off track and you go in your own direction. Or you may come to church, you may be regular, you may be uh, regular in serving in the church, you may be very religious. But the fact is that Jesus is coming and saying, yeah, I can't lead you one like I once led you. I can't take you in the direction I want you to go like I did in the past. And so we have to stop and listen. So let's look at the comparisons. First of all, an earthly counselor must ask to know your need. The wonderful counselor knows your need before you ask. And so today, you're in a room where the Holy Spirit is here, and before you ask him or tell him anything about your life, he knows everything that there is to know about you. An earthly counselor will talk with you, will question you, will try to get a little bit of knowledge about you so that they can know what's the best advice to give. So an earthly counselor will always begin by asking you questions and about the situation you're in, the circumstances you're going through, the problems that you are facing, uh, so that she will, he will now be able to give you direction and show you a way that you could go. But when we come to Jesus Christ, 
He needs no need for introducing himself to you or of you introducing yourself to him. He has no need for you to unload all of your, um, what you've been going through and what you're facing and the circumstances and the situation. Oh, he'll listen to you if you tell him. But I want you to know he knows before you tell him. He knows everything about you this morning. There's not a thing about you that Jesus doesn't know. He loves you that much. He knows everything about your life. He knows you inside out. He knows about your talents and your gifts. And he knows about your sins, your secret sins. He knows about your weaknesses. He knows our history. He knows all about us. The earthly counselor must ask, but he has no need to ask. This wonderful counselor knows exactly what you need before you say a word or ask a thing. Listen to the words of Jesus found in Matthew 6 and verse 8. It says, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Isn't that an amazing fact? He knows everything that there is to know about you. He knows about your past. He knows everything about our past. Our need of counseling assumes that the counselor, an earthly counselor, will now begin to talk and, and begin to look back into our history. They need us to recount our history as far as we can see it. They want to know what happened when you were growing up and want to know what happened when the things that you have gone through through your life. But this wonderful counselor, he has no need to ask you about your past. He knows your past. He has no need for you to now begin to unfold and tell him the things that have happened in your life. He knows all about the things that have gone on in your life. He knows about the abuse of the past. He knows about the things that you have faced in the past. He knows about your hurts and your weaknesses. He knows about your insecurities. He knows the fact that you're hiding a broken heart deep inside. He knows about the pain and the suffering that you have faced. He knows about your lost dreams, hopes and dreams that you had in the past that didn't come to pass. He knows all about your past experiences. And dare I say, he knows about those past church hurts. You say, that church hurt me. Well, let me tell you again, churches can't hurt you. Only people can hurt you. And, but he knows about all that. He knows about what you've gone through. He knows about what you've experienced. You, you know, um, he, he knows not only about our past, but he knows our present situation. Sometimes we'll speak to a friend or family member uh, and we say, you can't imagine what I'm going through right now. Well, I want to tell you, you can't say that to Jesus because he knows what you're going through right now. He knows about that situation that you are facing right now in your family. He knows about your need in the financial areas of your life. He knows about uh, your present temptations and your sins. He knows about that secret sin. You can't tell him about it. He knows about it. He knows things about you that no other soul on earth knows a thing about. There is nothing that can be hid 
from him about what you are facing right now. And, and the fact is that knowing that, he knows how to help you. Now, consider another important issue re related to the wonderful counselor. The earthly counselor hopes that he or she can help you. The wonderful counselor knows he can help you. He is one that knows that he can help you. He wouldn't be talking to you this morning unless he knew that he can help you where you're at. He wouldn't be here this morning seeking to speak into your life unless he knew that he had direction for your life. You know, every time that I've been asked by people if they, uh, for, for counsel and they want me to assist them, I always go to prayer and I ask God to give me something practical, uh, something biblical, something helpful that I could advise and share. It is that um, uh, if my counsel or that of others uh, uh, really helps them, we can't be sure. Uh, oftentimes I've given counsel and I leave thinking, well, I don't know whether that's going to help them or not. But when Jesus comes on the scene, when Jesus begins to tell you and show you and direct you, I want to tell you, you can go with, to the bank with what he says. He knows what to say. He knows exactly the way to lead you and to guide you. You see, he not only has the right answers, he is the answer. Jesus is the answer to your need. He is the one that you need in your life. You know, there are those who have turned to him for counsel and been absolutely amazed at the way that he has spoke to them. Listen to what the Apostle Peter said in John chapter 6, verses 68 and 69. It says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We know and believe that you are the Holy One of God. That's an amazing statement. And, and, and uh, Jesus said to Peter, he says, what you have seen, what you are seeing right now, only God could have shown you. And see, friends, that's the difference with this wonderful counselor. It is that he comes with what you need to hear, and he comes with the word of the Lord into your life. It is not um, something that we conjure up. It's not something that we hope is right. No, when God speaks into your life, you can be absolutely assured that what he says will come to pass. You know, maybe you've asked, where can we go with regard to the evil that is happening in our world? And not only in our world, it's happening in our city. Uh, where, where can we go to find truth today when truth is being trampled in the streets, when truth is being twisted to suit some political side or other? or some lifestyle or other, where truth is trampled in the streets. Where can we go for truth? Where can we go for uh, help in getting rid of our guilt and our shame and our agony of sorrow? Where can we go with our addictions and the, the plagues of insecurity that grip our lives? Where can we go to find rest for our troubled minds? And the answer is Jesus every time. There is no one but Jesus that has the words of eternal life. 
He is the one that can handle every situation that we face. Those who know him, love him. Those who really know him, follow him. I was reading in John chapter 10 this morning. It's all about the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, talking of Jesus. And what the scripture says, those who follow him, they listen to him and they follow where he leads. In other words, they take seriously the voice of God into their lives. You know, there are many people who ask me for counsel, and I give the counsel, and, and they say, well, I don't want to go in that direction. I don't, want, I don't want to do that. And I say, you know, this counsel that I give is not because I'm a professional counselor. It's because I've heard from God, and I know the Word of God, and I know that when you follow the Word of God, and when you do what He says in His Word, the counsel will work in your life. If you come and you say, well, I want to hear something that's going to help me, but it's got to be something I want to hear, and you don't want to hear the truth of the Word of God, I've got nothing else to bring. I've got nothing else to give. You see, it's the Word of God that brings life. Um, listen, uh, you may be here today, and you say, uh, you know, I, I've never gone to Jesus with my problems and my situations, the circumstances that I'm facing. Well, listen to the words of Jesus. This is what he says to you this morning. He's saying, I never knew that I could come to him. I never knew that I could actually come into the presence of Jesus and now allow him to counsel me as the wonderful counselor. Well, listen to what Jesus said. Come to me. This is Matthew 11, 28, 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus wants to help you this morning. He wants to speak right into your life. He longs to save you. He wants to save you from your sins. He wants to rescue you from the consequences of your sins. He wants to give life to you. This good shepherd, this good shepherd of the sheep, this shepherd who may have 99 sheep safe in the fold, he, and, and there's one that's still out there wandering. It is that he's going after the one. And maybe it's only one in this room today. But I want to tell you, Jesus is looking for you because he's the answer to your life. He's the answer for your ways. He's the answer for your future. And he's the answer for your eternal future. Jesus is here today looking for you. He came into the world that first Christmas long ago to reveal the love of God for the human soul and to open up a way for us to come back to God. Now, I have to tell you that there are those who Jesus has given advice to, but they turned away and ignored the advice. Listen to this scripture. This is Isaiah 48, and it says in verses 17 and 18, this is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, He's saying, you realize who's talking to you here? This is what the Lord says. 
He's your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. If only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. I want to tell you that when you have walked with Jesus and now you begin to ignore his voice and you turn your back and you go in your own direction, I want to tell you that only invites disaster for your life. When you leave the, the words of the Lord, when you leave the voice of God speaking into your life, and now you begin to go your own direction, disaster will follow. You see, the fact is he's the only one that can lead you in the path that it was always right. Uh, the prophet says in this scripture that the people had rejected God's love and went their own way. If they had listened to him, they would have found peace like a river and blessings deeper than the deepest sea. You see, he is the only one that can teach us what is best for our lives and can direct us in the way that we should go. Perhaps you've gone your own way. Hey, get honest. Good place to be honest in church. But get honest. And have you gone your own way? And have you been doing your own thing? Have you left the ways of God? Have you turned your back on his advice? Have you turned your back on his counsel? Have you said, you're not telling me what I, I want to hear? Uh, it may be what you think I need to hear, but I want to hear this. But the fact is, you've gone your own way. And you're here today and you say, would he ever have me back? Would he ever take me back? Well, listen to the words of a guy named Will Thompson way back in 1880. And I, and I wasn't around when he wrote this, so I'm old, but I'm not that old. Listen to what he said. Come home. Come home. You who are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. You who are weary, come home. And that's a word from God for someone here today. You've wandered far from home. You're like the prodigal son who, who left his home and his father and, and went his own way and did his own thing and was completely at a loss and was completely lost in a foreign land, completely away from his father and home. And then it says he came to his senses and said, I'm going home. And maybe you need to get to your senses here today and say, I'm going home. I'm going back to God. I'm going back to where I knew the voice of God speaking to me. I'm going back to where I felt the warmth of God's love. I'm going home to the Father. I'm coming back to the Father. And as you make your way, you find that he's watching and waiting for you to come. He wants you to come home. Now, quickly, because I'm watching the time, because I, I'm, I'm going to speak shorter than the pastor does. All right. <laughs> Another comparison between earthly counselors and the wonderful counselor. The earthly counselor tries to give you an appointment. 
The wonderful counselor is always available. Oh, oh yeah, again, counselors, they have to set appointments. I'm not getting at counselors. But I wanted to tell you, Jesus is always available. Oh, I, I want to tell you today, I, I'm not thinking that he's like uh, some uh, divine errand boy or a cosmic Santa Claus. But I want you to know that he's available to you. He doesn't make us wait when we turn to him. He says, if you turn to me, if you call on me, I will answer you. He, he says, you can come and you can find rest for your soul. You know, Peter again, you know, my, I'm proud of Peter. You remember when he was in the boat and, and Jesus was coming walking on the water and, and Peter, he says, Lord, if you tell me, I'll come to you. And Jesus says, well, you can come. And he stepped out and, and he was walking on the water. And, and, but then he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink. And, and he cried out, Lord, help me. And immediately Jesus reached up his hand and saved him and pulled him up out of the water. I had great fun, you know. I painted a picture of Jesus pulling up Peter out of the water. I, I just lived that with him when I did the painting. But the fact is, it was just a cry, a call, and he picked him up out of the water and saved him. I want you to know that Jesus is available right now. You don't even have to wait to the end of this service to call out on him. You can bow your head and say, Jesus, you know I need you. Will you help me right now? And he'll be right there. Huh. I know you may have called on the Lord in the past and thought he wasn't listening. No, he was listening. You are wrong. He was listening. He knows his ways are best. And he was waiting for you to be in the right place, the right time. How many know that all things work together for good to them that love God who are called according to his purpose? And the fact is that he is always there. I want to give you quickly three requests that Jesus will always respond to immediately. The first is the request for salvation. Would you like to be saved from the consequences of your sin this morning? You say, well, I am sinned. Well, you just did. You told a lie. Because we've all sinned. That's what the Bible says. And the fact is that we've all gone our own way and done our own thing. And Jesus is here this morning, and he wants to save you from your sin. And he says, call on me, I will answer you. You know, he never turns away the call for salvation. You know, there are times in the year when people find that kind of loneliness and emptiness just comes over their life. And Christmas is, for some people, not a good time. It, it brings back bad memories, not good memories. And it's that um, deep down feeling that you can get that you are not home and that you are longing for something deep inside that you can't explain. Well, I want to explain what that is. That deep longing inside is the cry of your soul for Jesus to be with you and to live in you. I want to tell you, no earthly relationship will satisfy like Jesus satisfies. No earthly relationship will last as long as this relationship with Jesus. As you open your heart and your life to him, it is that you will find that he is always ready to hear your cry 
forgive my past, walk with me into the future. He will always hear that cry. Then not only does he really respond to the request for salvation, he also responds to the request for cleansing. Listen to this scripture, 1 John 1, 9, it says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. How many know that Christians are not sinless? All right, don't look at me like that. You may think you're good, you're not that good. How many know that Christians still sin? Oh yeah, yeah, but Jesus is saying here, if we confess our sins to him, in other words, you come to me saying, I've messed up, I've done wrong, I've gone my own way, I've let temptation take control, I've been looking at the wrong things, doing the wrong things, going in the wrong direction. He says, if you come and confess that, I am faithful and will forgive you, and your sin will be gone, and you will be justified just as if you'd never sinned. That's what that word means. And you'll have a brand new start. He will always respond to a cry for cleansing. A cry that says, God, God, will you keep working in my life? I've messed up again. But I'll tell you what will happen. The more you come to him and ask for cleansing, you will find as time goes by, the less you'll have to come about particular things because he'll begin to work in your life so that those things that got you, trapped you, tempted you, are now not getting the grip on you they did in the past. He loves to hear you cry. He wants no one staying away or covering up. How many know you can cover up the deep feelings of your heart? You can cover up the longings of your soul. You can cover up the secret sins of your life. And that does nothing but make you miserable. How many know there's nothing like a miserable Christian? I try to avoid them as much as I can. But then I look in the mirror and I say, oh, you're very close. But the thing is, miserable people are made miserable by the fact they don't allow this wonderful counselor to cleanse them and to keep on working in their lives. Ah, I beg of you, don't let that be you. He's calling you to come to him. You know, one lady came forward to a pastor. I won't tell you the pastor's name. You may know him. But uh, they came and, and, and said, um, you know, um, I, I have a problem in, uh, I stretched the truth, is what she said. I stretched the truth. Well, this pastor was a little bit outspoken, and he, he said, now, now, if you're going to come to God and you want God to help you, you need to tell him the truth and tell him you tell lies. You're a liar. Don't cover it up by saying, I just stretched the truth. No, tell him exactly what is happening in your life. I want to tell you, he said, if you confess your sin, in other words, don't cover it up. Don't paint it over. Be absolutely honest and tell him where you're at. And he'll come and he'll forgive. And this lady, as she knelt at this altar, she wept and wept and wept and wept. And she got up afterwards and said, I feel so alight and relieved of carrying that. 
I said, are you telling me the truth? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> Tell Jesus the truth. And then he always responds to the request for calm. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 are a favorite scripture of mine. And it is that we are told there to turn to the wonderful counselor in the times when our nerves are tense, when it is that we have anxieties and problems. Listen to what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Oh, isn't that a word for today? Isn't it a word for our times? It is a word that we can grip onto. Again, Christmas time can be plagued with anxieties. It can be plagued with sadness and grief. And it can be that our peace is robbed in every direction. Jesus, this heavenly counselor, he is coming to those with a lonely, broken heart. He is coming to those who are overwhelmed by life. And he comes and speaks peace into troubled times. He comes and lets you know that his hands are still on the steering wheel, that it is that he is still in control. Can you hear him this morning? He's calling you with all those anxieties. You, you have to pray, oh God, stop my mind from thinking. Turn off, how many get to the place you feel like? Turn off my brain, I don't want to think anymore. And, and, and you're overwhelmed. And he comes and he says, I'm in control. I'm still the savior of your soul. I'm still the one that can make a way through the storm. I'm still the one that can calm the storm. I am the one that can make a way where there's no way. And I am with you. He calms people's lives. Now next note this. Comparison between an earthly counselor and the wonderful counselor. An earthly counselor charges a fee. The wonderful counselor paid the price with his blood. You know, a professional counselor charges a fee for their services, and he or she uh, must do that because they have to live uh, like you and I have to live. And um, they charge the fee for their services, and so they should. Uh, admittedly that there are such times when professional counselors are needed. And in fact, we believe that here at Riverside, and, and there are times where we will direct you to professional counselors because of your need, and we know that they can help you, so we have nothing against uh, earthly counselors. In fact, we can recommend some great Christian counselors uh, to those who would need them. However, the Lord Jesus Christ offers a service which only he can provide and that no one can match up to, and there is no fee necessary. Uh, he only is the one that can provide. Listen to this scripture, Isaiah 51, uh, 55 verses 1 and 3. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. It's like the fridge out in the parking lot. 
Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me. You will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me, and listen to this carefully, friends. Listen, listen. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. Oh, yeah, see, you're coming to a counselor. He is the one that has the right words to speak into your life. He says, you come to me, but you've got to come with your ears wide open. And, and he says, listen, and you will find life. And that is true for you in this place today. The word of the Lord to you is, hey, come to me and listen. You see, um, there were, um, you know, way, way back at the beginning, you know, there was Adam and Eve, and, and um, they were at this time with God every day. He would come and talk with them. But then someone else got in on the scene. His name was Satan. And now instead of taking the counsel of Father God, they began to take the counsel of Satan. And they now disobeyed God and went their own way. I want to tell you, there are always voices that will take you in the wrong direction. But this voice, this voice that, uh, that we are talking about, this wonderful counselor's voice, when you listen to him, you will always find life. He paid the price in order that you might have life. The crown of thorns that he took upon his head should have been on your head. The nails in his hands and feet should have been yours. The fact is that he took our punishment for our sins. He died in our place. He paid the price with his own blood. Now he calls us to come to him. He said, I've paid the price. Everything's been paid. I just want you to come to me, and you will find that I'm a wonderful counselor. Um, the fact is, you will either listen to him, or you will listen to the wrong counselor, Satan himself, demonic powers that will lead you away from God. I want to tell you that this counselor, he is a counselor that you can rely on to keep his promise. You know, I, I heard recently of a woman who was uh, very busy. I think it happened last Christmas. She was very, very busy. And in the Christmas rush, uh, she rushed into, I think it was the dollar store, soon to be called the dollar 25 store. Uh, but she rushed into the dollar store and just picked up a box of Christmas cards, never looked at them, really, and just opened them and started writing in them, never looked at what was written on the inside, folded them up, put them in the envelope, put a stamp on, and mailed them off. She sent out about 49 of these cards. She had one left, 50. And a few days later, she was in the living room and saw this card lying there, and, and she picked it up and she opened it, and the card read, this card is just to say, a little gift is on the way. <laughs> How many know there were 49 families waiting for a gift they never got that year? And, and, and the fact was that she couldn't keep that promise. I want to tell you this morning, 
But through the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was born, the promise was made. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. This morning as I was praying early uh, about preaching here, uh, you know, I preached here for 20 years. And um, coming back to preach is a huge, to me, it is a huge privilege. And I was scared. I'm not as scared in this service as I was in the first service, but I was just scared. And uh, I was talking to the Lord, and I said, Lord, just, just confirm your word to me, that I'm giving the right words here this morning. And um, suddenly I, was, I had on my uh, headset, you know, and I was listening to Pandora music, which I do every morning. Uh, you can pipe in music. Uh, and on came the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. And uh, old, just old music to many people. But anyway, it was wonderful. And this is the first words I, I heard. Listen, it, it went like this. The song went like this. Decisions must be made. And now I have a choice. I need your wisdom, Lord. I need to hear your voice. I'm facing challenges and the walls are closing in. I'm crying out to you my one true faithful friend. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord, I need you in my life. I cry to you, O oh Lord, please lead me to the light. Show me the way, O oh Lord, and cleanse me from my sin. I need you, I need you once again. You know you need this wonderful counselor in your life. You need Jesus right now. You need him to come right now and forgive your past. You need him to come right now and speak right into your life. He's the only one that can forgive sin. There's no one else can forgive sin. Don't get taken in by the thought that some human can forgive sin. There's only one that can forgive sin. His name is Jesus. And the fact is that he is saying, I want you to come to me. You know you need me. Well, come to me. Come and I will forgive your sin. He, he says, I, I, I'm giving you this counsel this morning that you will now allow me to lead the rest of your life. He is saying, I give you this counsel this morning that you will see that I'm always available to you. You can come to me. You can call out to me 24 hours of any day, any minute of the day, any second of the day. You can call out to me. He's saying you can come and you don't have to pay anything. You just have to come. He's saying you can come to me. I know everything about your past. I know everything about your present. I know everything about your future. He says, I know everything that needs to be known about you. And I still say, come to me. The devil tells you you're too great a sinner. You've gone too far this time. You've done too much this time. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And Jesus is saying, 
come to me. He's waiting for you to come. And I want to help you do that this morning. And I want to pray with you. And I believe that Holy Spirit has been speaking above my voice. You know your heart's beating and you know that God has been speaking to your heart and saying, I need you to come. I need you to get right. I need you to come. I need you to pour it out. I need you to tell me the truth about your sin. I need you to open up your anguish and your, uh, your anger and, and the, the grief and whatever it is you're carrying that is causing you not to know peace. He is saying, I'm counseling you to come to me and let me lift you up. Let me carry your load. Let me now walk with you into the future. This preacher cannot come home with you to help you in your future life. But I want to tell you this one that I'm talking about today. He's the wonderful counselor that says, come, let's walk together into the future. He wants to go home with you. He wants to make your place a home. Oh, I tell you, it may be a roof over your head right now, but he wants to make it a home. He wants to come and fill your house with his presence, cause you to know that you will never again be lonely, that you'll never again face anything on your own. He'll always be there, but you have to come. So I'm going to ask that we bow in prayer for a moment, if you don't mind. Let's pray. Now, Holy Spirit, you have filled this room this morning. Will you come right now and touch people's lives? Give them the courage of their convictions. Give them the courage to do what they know they have to do. Take away every fear about what people will think. Take away every fear and anxiety about what people may say. Oh, Father, I pray that you will help everyone in this place to be truthful right now and to turn to you. So while we're bowed in prayer, if God has spoke to you this morning, you know you've got to come to him. You've got to come to him with that sin. You've got to come to him with that anxiety. You've got to come with that worry. Come to him with all the cares of this life that are overwhelming you. And you're going to lay it at his feet this morning and say, Jesus, I can't do this on my own anymore. I need you. If that's you and you're able to, will you stand where you are right now? I want to pray for you. Just get up right now. Yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. That's right. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. He's filling this room and people are on their feet. You won't be on your own. You're not the only one getting out now. Have the courage of your convictions. Get to your feet right now. That's right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can't tell him anything about you that he doesn't know. We're not here to embarrass you, so we're not going to ask you. You can tell him all about it. He's the one that needs to know. Just feeling the Holy Spirit saying, there's someone else that just knows you need to be on your feet. Will you get up right now, please, and I'll pray for you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, I see you in the balcony standing. God bless you. 
I'm going to ask those who are on their feet to do something huge for me right now. I want you to come to the altar. I want you to just come and stand at the altar. And I, I'm going to pray for you here. Don't sit back down. You get down here right now. If you're in the balcony, we'll wait for you. You can come down the side halls, side hallways. Jesus. Spirit, I don't want to pray my words, I want to pray words that you give me. These are your precious people just coming to this altar, Lord. They're saying they need you. Oh God, they're not looking to me, they're looking to you right now. And Father, I pray in your name that they will know that you are here and that you love them and that you are going to direct their lives. Father, I pray that they will not only kneel at this altar or stand at this altar, but every day they'll stand before you in their little rooms, in their quiet places, and wherever it is they meet with you. And Lord, that they will turn to you every day like this. Oh, Father, hear me, I pray. Someone standing here that you've wrestled with a relationship or no relationship, something that you are craving a relationship. God says, I'm going to become your all in all, but I'm going to end your loneliness. I, I believe that the next year, God's going to do something to end your loneliness. He's going to do something tangible. Uh, so be ready for that. Someone thinking you've committed so much sin that Jesus would never take you back. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But you need to be honest with God and tell him. Tell him exactly the sin that you have committed. Tell him that you want him to help you to overcome that addiction maybe. He's going to be with you. He wants you to know he's always there. You haven't got to wait to be in church. You haven't got to even wait until you're in your quiet time. Wherever you are, at any moment, any second of any day, you can call out to him. This wonderful counselor is available. Now, Lord, I pray in your name. Help us. Help us as we pray. Congregation, will you stand with me right now? And uh, we're going to pray for these who are at the front. Holy Spirit is still telling me that there's someone that's still in your seat that needs to be up the front. And you need to make a move to come because it's going to help you as you walk on into the future. When you move from your seat to come to the front, 
You're saying to God, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm going to walk with you into the future. So if that's you, just come. That's right. Just come. Just come right now. Don't wait. Don't try and work it out in your brain. Don't be put off by people watching. You come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, we love you, Lord. Now let's all pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus. Pray it out loud, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. My Savior, my friend, will you forgive my past? Will you walk with me into the future? I surrender my life to you. Will you be my wonderful counsel? Amen. Jesus, I pray in your name right now that you will have heard the cry of these people. Oh God, oh God, I know there are some exciting stories going to come out of this altar of the way that you have spoken to their lives, directed them into the future, and give them hope and peace and cause them to know that you are in control. Someone kneeling at the altar, God hasn't forgotten his promise. He called you years ago and you never responded, but his call is coming to you again. And he says, I've got my hand on you. I have a plan for you. I have a future for you. And you walk in my ways, and I will direct your path. Father, I pray, seal the word of God into people's hearts and let them know their sins have been forgiven. They're walking from this place with the counselor at their side. You're going home with them. And we give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Let's sing this lovely song before we do.